Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about moving from languages. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, have you ever faced any difficulty while transitioning from one program programming language to another? Oh yes. Every single time I would say. Every single one. Like, uh, I don't think I've ever just said, hey, you know what, I want to go from this language to that language and then just be happy that I made that choice. Like, uh, not initially, at the very least. Now I'm so, so in denial and so old that I don't remember that there was a time where I hated TypeScript. I thought it was confusing, I thought it was stupid. I, in my defense, though, uh, <clears throat> after you've been working in Java, I mean, JavaScript was also confusing as hell to me, because when I, okay, if I remember correctly now, my first introduction to any type of programming was in PHP, I think, and then it was Python, or it was Python and then PHP, because I had a few courses that were using, you know, in an interchangeable fashion, and then I did C as well. So I had a kind of like a, you know, a crash, like here, yeah, just, just jump into the pool and <laughs> hope that you can swim type of approach when I first started programming, right? And then I took, like, uh, I got into, like, a college, you know, university type of thing, right? And uh, then we did Java, right? And so we, we were introduced to JavaScript in that, uh, in those classes, right? Which was, again, like, another transition for me. So I did, I, I sort of, how do I put this? I kind of got into this almost, you know, breadth first situation where you sort of learned some stuff from everything. You didn't really remember all the things, and you didn't really master anything, but there were so many things that were common, so you sort of caught by, right? And then when I got my first job, it was the same sorts of things. So I coded in Java for like the longest time, right, during the education, and then I get my first job, which is in Node.js and JavaScript. And the best part was that the people that I was working with, I suspect, thought that I was actually good at that at the time, which I wasn't. Like, holy shit, I was not ready for that. And uh, so just transitioning to that was a challenge. And I did that on top of learning Angular 1 at the time and so forth. And then I've done other transitions like that before. And every single time I come down to that the same problem is like the key thing. Because after a while you sort of start to learn, okay, this is how you do a loop. Because the, the first thing is always the syntax remembering how things are done in different languages. And this is why I argue, this is why I tell people that Scala is the worst at this, because I think, even I, when I moved over to Scala, I remember my manager actually very verbal, verbally telling me that he was very unimpressed uh, and not happy with my overall progress with Scala, and I went, yeah, that's not, uh, you know, I felt shit about, you know, the whole thing, of course, but at the end of the day, I, I could not for the life of me, get down how to use the different formatting libraries we were using. And this is me at, I think that most would consider me a fairly experienced developer at the time. But then, you know, on the flip side, this person ha is was one of the best scholar developers around and everybody else in the company sort of struggled with it as well. So, yeah, expectations. Anywho, uh, I sucked at that. I sucked at scholar like hard. It took a long time for me. Even after working for many years, it took a long, long time for me to learn that. And so some transitions have been easier than others. And the key element is the size of the language. 
That's the one thing that I really do, uh, not the one thing, but it's one of the things that I really love about, say, Golang. It's a small language, which is in a, it's invaluable. Scala is like the reverse. It's so bloated that it actually takes a long, long, long time to learn how to do things. And that's just not useful for, on, for an average software developer. It's something that my uh, old martial arts teacher used to talk about. He said that there are some styles of martial arts that have so many moves and techniques that are so subtle and so niche that, and you never, almost never use it apart from, you know, in exhibitions or things like that, that it takes a lifetime to master, the, master them. And he always claimed that that was very stupid because it's better for you, in his opinion, to master and really hone the stuff that is used all the time and focus on that because that's where you're going to get the most return on investment and I you know I agreed I mean at the time I didn't really feel that I was so fun because you know when you're a teenager and he is like the coolest man who's ever lived and you want to be just like him you kind of want to master all things you're nerding out about all the things and you're not mature enough to understand that he's actually teaching you something very valuable it takes a lot of failure and crashing and burning and all of this other good stuff that you need to go through uh, to realize that yeah actually simple is better it, damn damn it's it's so much nicer with sim with simple stuff and so that is for me like the absolute worst part about transitioning like the first thing is just to remembering how do I do this thing because you kind of have to look things up over and over luckily enough when there's so many things that are common when you're switching a language so that's so, like the syntax is usually fairly straightforward it doesn't take that long to just learn how to do syntax unless you're learning Scala that takes time it takes a lot of time and I can imagine Haskell being the same sort of you know cold shower transition at least for me uh, who's not or and I, rem I also remember a lot of people struggling with elixir being going from like conventional c style like, you know the java flavors and so forth of programming over to that language because it's so wildly different even though a lot of constructs are you know concepts are conceptually that's the same thing and then the second thing is which is in my opinion the thing that takes this is the actually the thing that takes the longest and this is the thing that I tell people when they talk to me about you know interviewing processes why are they talking about tooling and all this stuff and because I, I remember having a question a while back where someone asked said that oh I feel much more comfortable if you just ask me about generic co programming problems rather than you know tooling and things like that and I go of course you do because that's the stuff that is common to all the programming. It's the stuff that is, it's not, I'm not going to say simple, but it's the stuff that is, you know, pure academic, pure, like, logic can be expressed in every single programming language. But the problem is that that's only one part, as I was saying. That's like the first thing you have to learn, the syntax of the language and the constructs you can express the logic. That's the, I mean, shit, if you wanted to go all the way back, you could probably do that with just math. But the thing that is value building is that you can make that happen in software that runs on a computer. And for you to be able to do that in an effective way, you need to know all the libraries, my friend. All the different like surrounding ecosystems, CLIs, build tools, hosting solutions, cloud, like all, all of this stuff. The entire ecosystem, and that's why it takes so long to get good at software development, and why we like the, or rather, not me specifically, but the people who know all of this stuff should be paid really, really well because you do not understand. For the mo most people, do not understand the skill level and commitment it takes to be a master of all of this stuff. 
that's why it's actually becoming a trend which I think is gonna you know that's it's gonna fall on its ass this trend where you invent specialist roles where you're, you're trying to solve the problem of this is, this is becoming so hard that you can't ask a single person to know all this stuff so you're trying to just hire specialists the problem is as I've told my manager that's not gonna work because if you're gonna just run one it's gonna end with you running one tiny little application and you're gonna need 30 people to do it if you're going to do it according to all quote unquote the rules and that's just not sustainable uh, and that is uh, the thing that is the biggest difficulty at least for me when I'm transitioning from one language to another I know as once again luck luckily enough it's because it's uh, I mean programming is it's an engineering type of thing right and what's beautiful about engineering is that it's need based if you need to be able, like, uh, there was a very nice saying, I can't remember who said it now, but he said that uh, art is one of a kind. If you look at a painting, it's um, you're never going to see two paintings of the same type, regardless of where you go in the world. If, if Van Gogh uh, makes a painting, nobody's going to make a second painting that looks identical by pure coincidence. But engineering, that's not true. Many people have invented the same sort of invention in different formats across the world and across time as well, because it's need-based. And the same thing goes for programming. A lot, almost everything that you can do in one language or one tech environment, if that makes sense, one stack, it has a counterpart in another tech stack. And so the need is the thing that is in focus. And if you can really, that's how I like to say, you've heard me say this before, if you really understand the problem that you are solving, then you also know what to look for in the next language that you're going to use, right? Because if you have all these problems in, say, Java or something like that, right, and you know how to do how to solve all these issues that are common, or like you chew the Java stack, well, if you then go over to I don't know Ruby or something like that, well, then you kind of just have to start thinking about, okay, yeah, this is Ruby, okay, this is the syntax, and here are like package managers and stuff like that, because you know that that stuff should be in Ruby as well, or like in that other language. And so you can just start looking, okay, here is what I need, this is my list of like common pain points or things I need to do in order to deliver business value. Let's find the tool equivalents in Ruby that I had in Java, so that I can do that stuff. And that's why I tell people, don't focus overly on the tooling, because it's the tools, I promise you, they are always going to be there in some fashion. There's always going to be, unless it's something super niche, a way to do the thing you want to do. But the thing that makes it so much easier to adopt all of that stuff is that you understand the, the problem that you are solving and how these tools actually solve that problem. Because then you can spot, oh yeah, that tool is the tool that I'm looking for because it, do, it does this thing for me. But if you only know, you know, a skin have a skin deep understanding of some syntax or libraries you don't really know how they work or why they work or so forth it's actually very difficult for you to figure out okay in the next language okay which libraries do i need i i, I don't know because i don't understand how the stuff that i use actually works so what i want you to take away from this is that uh, I have faced many difficulties in transitioning programming language and I have been around enough to say that I've dabbled and I've worked uh, professionally with a few languages at this point uh, I can't remember all of them like they're on my CV if you want to check them and every single time it's the same problem two main blockers is usually number one 
okay, now I need to remember like new syntax, sort of. Uh, that's number one. And number two is, okay, here's an ecosystem of new libraries, new like build tools and like all of this stuff, and I need to know how to do all of this stuff and configure and etc. etc. So there's a lot of reading and so forth. It usually takes a while, even for someone who is experienced, you learning a new like programming language is like it's not just you know you start doing it you're going to be able to be productive if you're like good or like you've done it for quite some time but it's not like you know you just switch and then that's that's it right it takes a while to get uh, getting used to but as i said that's the hottest tip that i can give you if you truly understand the reason why you have these tools and what problems they are solving for you in one language and in one stack it's actually almost easy i'm not saying easy easy but it's simple to figure out okay now i'm just going to go back over to this language and make sure that i know what types of counterparts they have in this new ecosystem to solve those problems because most programming languages and communities they have the same issues and they have similar solutions to those issues have a great day